here's the thing that's amazing to me is that like we're we're doing this like practice that involves so much dedication and it's reaching toward there are like multiple goals one is like self-expression and as you were saying freedom and then mm-hmm. and then as a side there's like cool money <laughs> and then and then there's if you're lucky or like if you figure out a way to somehow charm a sneaker company yeah or just money because like you just you want to like do this and That's, this, is, this yeah. is how it's going to facilitate you yes. doing this. But then, like, so there's all that stuff. And then you're also, like, reaching for transcendence. That's wild. <laughs> and you can only view you with what you got. You don't have to pretend that you've got no more. Because you are you. Hey, this is Ellie Einhorn. Welcome to the TalkHouse podcast. Today I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Amy Rose Spiegel and I'm TalkHouse Music's editor-in-chief. Thanks for having me, Elia. Thanks for being here. On today's episode, two acts that are touring together across America as we speak, Sylvan Esso and Alado Negro. Helado Negro is Roberto Carlos Lang, who's totally awesome. His most recent album is Private Energy, which came out last year and includes the song that you're hearing right now, Young, Latin, and Proud. He sings in Spanish and English. Um, He's a beautiful songwriter. And unfairly, he's also a beautiful writer-writer. He recently contributed a gorgeous tribute to Downtown Boy's most recent album, Cost of Living, for the Talk House. One of my favorite bands. One of mine, too. Victoria Ruiz is also a great Talk Shouts. House contributor. So you can check that out at the website. Roberto's in conversation with Amelia Meath and Nick Sanborn, the two halves of Sylvan Esso, both creative and life partners, who both come from the folk tradition. They were in Megaphone and Mountain Man and added glitchy beats, affected vocals, synths, and big pop choruses. Their first LP was a massive success. They recently dropped What Now? And in this conversation, they talk a lot about what growing up in public was like for them. Yeah, they also go into things like songwriting and chasing the feeling of finding like a magical sound that elevates you more than what they call gym music, (laughs) while also sharing their appreciation for gym music. They talk about finding honesty as an artist and connecting with fans via a mutual trust. They also talk about uh, writing songs while peeing. So they're very funny people. They do. (laughs) Yeah. So we really enjoyed this and uh, we'll let them tell you all about it. Let's roll it. Let's get deep. Let's do it. Okay. So in September, I'm going to tour with these two wonderful humans and I've toured with them in the past and... I was like so in love with how in love their fans were of them. Like I would go all the way to the back, (laughs) like the last (laughs) row and people would be like belting out lyrics. And then Nick and Amelia would be like, all right, we're all, we're done. And get off stage and everybody's like, no. And the people are like melting and they're like, that's all we got. (laughs) Those are all the songs we have. (laughs) And it was like, um, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had we were just talking about this the other day. We were talking about those shows. It was kind of right when it, we started moving up to like a lot bigger rooms. And I think we were really concerned that we weren't ready as a band to put on a show that fit in those spaces. If you're going to like a show at, you know, 
T5 or Brooklyn Steel or, you know, Madison Square Garden where we're going tonight, you know, you kind of, you can't just get up there and do the same show that we would do at the Doug Fur, you know, or you can, but it's not, it's going to feel small. And yeah. maybe if, and to play those places, you have to charge like 25 bucks because those places cost so much money to play in them. Yeah. And so I think there was this weird section of, section of time in the band where we were really trying to figure out how do we make this a show that no one will feel like it wasn't worth it you know how do we up with with only like the 12 songs that we have how do we make this something that uh someone won't feel like ripped off (laughs) even even if they know going in we only have one record like there's still gonna be somebody who's gonna be bummed out that we didn't magically invent 10 more songs that we had to play right So that was kind of right at that teeter-totter point. And so now it's like the best because we can change the set list every night if we want to. Yeah, indeed. When we went from playing those shows to going back and writing new material, the biggest hurdle was just getting over our own blind, staggering fear of failure. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like with every album, right? You feel that. Totally. But like with, because it was like the second record and because we had been greeted with more success than we had ever dreamed of or expected, it, it really felt like, there was some like evil creature being like, "What are you gonna do now? <laughs> what are you gonna? You could. What are you gonna do? You know." Like, I think everybody has that. Yeah, yeah. of course they do. But like, for, it, it was the first time I'd ever like really grappled with it. Yeah. Where like, or particularly because like as performers, like usually you can like perform your way through that fear. Be like, whatever, it's going to be fine. No, don't worry about it. I'm just going to project this like positive energy towards this thing and then it'll all, you know, it'll crumble and turn into a little dried up piece of toast or something. <laughs> um, and with this, it was very, it, it really was like dealing with real, real fear of failure, which quickly disappeared after we figured out how to do it. And the way we figured out how to do it was doing it as yeah. my, as my favorite my favorite college professor, Dina Janice, would say, do the do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird how I think in anything you do, it's so easy to get in your own way. I saw you guys in front of like all these people and you're, and then there's like this ecstatic like encouragement and excitement and you're like, oh man, this is great. And like what you're saying, like this fear of like, what do we do next? And I almost feel like not to be to be, I'm not like trying to like sit here and like plug your record, but like even the titles, like what now is like kind of dope because it kind of feels like you did something and then you're like, okay, now we're like here with this, like check this out. So I feel like there's like a huge amount of freedom. I mean, you're kind of like nervous, but it's what I always feel. I feel like I make music to be free. And mm-hmm. so that's like my biggest thing is like when I make music, I'm trying to be free. That's it. And then I feel like you guys are kind of almost presented with like, an immediacy of like this freedom, like mm-hmm. you know. Once we stopped worrying about it and start, I think that was a, 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 the main thing. It was just like, oh well, how do we write stuff like that again? And then we realized that we couldn't because this crazy thing had happened to us, and the world was different, and we were different people. So there's no way to do this anything close to the same thing that you did. I mean, if you're being honest. This beautiful thing happens. I mean, I think you probably know this too, but when you kind of 
cultivate an audience, really what you're building there is trust. And, you know, you're telling them, uh, you can trust me. Like if you, if you invest in this emotionally, then I'll take, I'll take us both to a place. You know, that's, that's kind of what every record and every show is really doing, you know, like, um, and kind of the, the deeper that relationship becomes, the more trust, assuming you haven't ruined it, you know, the more trust is there. And so the more you as an artist can kind of spread out and, and broaden what that experience for the both of you can be. We have the, the wonderful thing of knowing that nobody's going to see a mask that we put on and think that that's our real face now. Yeah. You know, because they know the underlying thing. Does that make, does that make sense? I love that idea. <laughs> yeah, it, it totally makes sense. I don't know if we're at that point, though. Well, I think I just, I think I feel that. I don't know if we're all the way there. Obviously, people are still finding us, but yeah. I, I, that's how I feel when I, I get on stage, you know. Totally. I feel like I'm, like I'm on like a second date. <laughs> or third. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I make music and, and, and I'm like always like thinking about decisions within music and like I can't make up my mind with like one way to be, but I think there's, I think it's what you just said. I think there's like a philosophical uh, undercurrent, which is like there is like this... Uh, the relationship aspect, you know? And so, like, that kind of, like, unifies, like, the um, mm-hmm. the aesthetic in a certain respect, you know what well, I mean? Well, it's the same with you. I mean, I think when I listen to you, your music, I I hear you. You know, like, what I like about your music is you. And I get that same feeling when I hang out with you. You know, it's like, it's, it's uh, you manage to make work that, that translates this, this natural vibe within you. So when I, when I see you, live and there's like tinsel dancers or you're by yourself or there's a whole whatever you know there's so many different iterations that I've seen you perform in Um, they all point to the same idea and that idea is like the 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 you know Iowa within you like that's um, even like your experimental stuff like when I hear you know like the like the uh, like your weirder tapes and stuff that you put out like to me that still feels that all feels very in the same world as you know young latin and proud or come be me like those all that all feels like right. it's coming from the same place it is yeah it's coming from me <laughs> yeah. the but inside you know of I mean? my you mind <laughs> it's from you and your brain it's inside my brain um no i do i guess i'm the thing i'm trying to get to here is like because of like all these decisions right we're always like making People always ask me, they're like, man, how do you make music? You know, and it's just like, oh, well, it's like, it's like the worst question in the world because it's like, it doesn't, but I try to tell people it's like all these decisions you have to make along the way. And then you're kind of like, you finish this record and I don't know exactly when you guys finish the record, but when I finish the record, like a year and a half later, I'm like, wow, like I can see so much about what I was talking about and kind of like all the stuff that I'm saying. I'm like, wow, there's like a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of cryptic stuff in there that's like maybe like unraveling itself now and unpacking itself in a certain way. Um, for me, it's like always been about like the process is like the magic, right? Like you're like, I don't even care about the final thing sometimes. I'm just like, man, I just want to be in that moment and feel real good. And I don't even care about what it sounds like anymore. I don't yep. care about like fine tuning it or like changing these frequencies or compressing anything. I'm just like, man, this feels so good this right now. This moment is the point. Can we just like hit eject and like go to the different planet now. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I was having a daydream about that or I was thinking in terms of, it seems like for you, your process has become 
one of your one of the largest aspects of your art form. Is that true for you? Yeah, I mean, for me, it always has been. It's kind of like my favorite moments, you know. So mm. whether or not sometimes it's like a really good thing that's coming out of that, in terms of like something that people will like, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Do you think about that? Yeah, I I think about it when it's finished. Only because it's like in the moment, if we're all like hanging out and jamming in this room or doing something, mm-hmm. I don't know, making like some paper mache balloons or something, and we're like, man, this is so much fun right That's now. That's the point. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you can sell the balloons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I think that is way more exciting. And I think that's where performance comes into play. We're sitting in this room and like, if we can feel each other's like bodies vibrate. And I feel like that's like really important. And I think that's what the whole process is. Like your, vi- your, your body's vibrating while you're doing something. And then everybody's kind of sharing this vibration. We're kind of like, there's this like, in a performance, there's like, you know, the more people, it, it doesn't, there doesn't Everyone's have to be. focusing their energy in one direction. It's, it's this, yeah, of course. Everyone's kind of like resonators and we're all like vibrating each other's, you know, feelings and, 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 and frequencies. And I think that. That, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like within the process, you have this moment where you're like completely in tune with like what you're thinking about. And then all of a sudden you kind of like, it either like shoots out of you or kind of gets like exercised out of you or you vomit it out. I don't know. And then, you know, then it's there and you're like, I don't know what this is, but it was cool doing it. Now I have to deal with it in a totally different way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think some of the stuff I heard on, on your new record was like stuff like that, you know, like that Slackjaw song, you know, or the beginning of the, the song right after it, where it's just like really trippy sounds and it doesn't, you're not really sure where it's going to go. And I feel like that's like the moment that always seems the most exciting. It's like that moment of like, you're the uncertainty of like, where is this going to, you know? And like, well, I'm that's, hoping that's it That's why we opened the record that way too, you know? Like, yeah. Like that song came about in like, I mean, we finished that whole thing in an hour. Is that about right? Sound? Those are the best songs. I feel like because you're like up in the process, right? And I feel like you are like doing something, and then all well, of a sudden, the thing, like, like that song was all process. You know, that was it was. You know, Amelia had written this beautiful thing, and then while I was, was peeing, I wrote it while I was peeing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a true, just having a human moment, you know, yeah. being an animal, um, and and then it was just you know both of us in a room for an hour kind of pulling on the thread of that idea and and in just in the moment very immediately just just pulling on this one line and all you know seeing all the things show up out of it and you know letting it be confusing and noisy and strange because that's what it the moment was i think there's like this like baptismal moment in the song where you're getting like your head pushed underwater in the album, I think you're just like flying through a lot of different things, and then all of a sudden you're getting you're getting like just submerged into something. You know, it doesn't have to be sound, but it's a feeling. And I I don't know. I just think about that, and I think if it feels like maybe something new, maybe something kind of like uh, knowing things that you guys have done in the past, that like there's kind of like some kind of like very specific. Uh, interwoven aspect of like two things kind of coming together in a really specific way and almost like a little bit different than like what you would think about Sylvan SO being you know and I, I dig that and I'm, I don't know if there's not a question there I'm just I'm just talking about my feelings thank you, <laughs> thank glad you. Like, that's, like that one it's yeah, like maybe that's my favorite, favorite one look at all 
hearts I wished for I got everything I need Sometimes I'm above water But mostly I'm at sea Oh, it's like Johnny Can't you see There's so many rhythms and harmonies And I'm walking the dog back When you were making this, this last record that you just made did you when was the moment that you knew it was done was there one yeah there was i i mean i'm the only rule i had was just i i was going on tour and i was like i just want some new i just want new songs i don't want to play anything old mm-hmm. and that totally. was it and then i had a bunch of new songs and then i just played them and they meant you know they had different meanings but that was kind of like the premise the parameters to make it to finish songs and then have them ready and be like okay these are something different something weird and i know what i want to work on now and that's that was kind of like how i made that last record which was cool because i think a lot of people maybe start out doing that where like they have their first band they have their first group and then they have their first record and then you're kind of figuring it out but instead of putting it out i figured it out and then put it out that's awesome it was hard but yeah did it it's always hard yeah was it nice to because you toured it before you recorded it, right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, there was demos, but yeah. There was like a period where I was like, man, I can't really get into music right now. And I think there was like this aspect of um, industry, not just the format and not just the medium, but just like the um, people's interacting, like kind of like telling you or asking or being. Um, And then I think last year, talking about last year, as in like political situations and, and kind of all types of worldly things, um, I found a way to escape into music again. And I think that's like my biggest uh, excitement about sound is like the fact that it can scare the bejesus out of you. And like, but it scares you because it's like this fear and the unknown and then like you're in it and then all of a sudden you're hearing sounds in all types of crazy ways how they affect you. And I feel like escaping back into music has been uh, kind of a joy again, more so than that's ever. That's wonderful. You know? Did you make music through not liking music? No. No, I have never done that. I didn't really make that much last year. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that much music at all because I was listening again. I didn't really... Oh, that's so fun. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what did you hear? <laughs> I think that, you know, I forgot to just listen. You know, I think that's like the hardest thing is like you're sitting here inundated with albums that you want to pay attention to or singles that you want to peep or just weird mixtapes. And so then getting time to just listen is like the hardest thing. And I think that's putting think yourself that's in a space to listen to. Yeah. You know? And not being so like, oh, this is my car wash music. This is my um, my oh. brushing my teeth music. And I, and I respect that. I mean, like, shit, man, when I go take a run or go to the YMCA for a boot camp class and like, you know, there's, and there's like workout music, you know, and, 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 and I respect that aspect of genre um, classifications. But then like for myself, when I'm at home, I just don't, I don't want to think about what this music is. I just want it to be something for me, you know? So mm-hmm. For me, so there's like the listening to music and like the hearing people's artistic output. And then there's that like crazy thing that happens where you're listening to music and all of a sudden like someone wrote a song that lifts you into the air. Like that magic thing. Yeah. It's the best. 
Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like, like, what is that? And it's the whole deal, right? I, yeah. That is so different from workout music. And like, that's the thing I'm chasing. It's like (laughs) trying, try, and I love workout music, but that's like, there's like so many different qualifications. I guess it's like the spiritual experience of music or something. Yeah, but I also think there's, there's, you know, it's the tempo too. It's just like, as, Oh, you mean with four four? I mean, it, like the deliciousness. There's, there's the like rhythm, 124 yeah. BPM. Like yeah, a, and it's like whatever is matching that that beat. You know that that tempo that your mama gave me nine months before you popped out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, she was giving you that rhythm, and you're trying to synchronize. And like, I think you're pursuing it at the YMCA boot camp. Like, you're trying to get in synchronicity with everybody else. I mean, like, let's all get this beat again. You know? Yeah. And then your guide is like some remix of like. The thong song that just came out again, you know, <laughs> you know, and you're like, oh damn, is this a thong? you're like working out, and you're like, damn, is this a thong song? Right like, <laughs> I, I, was like just, I haven't heard this shit. Like, <laughs> I was just subconsciously thinking about my mom. Like, I don't want to be thinking about my mom with the thongs. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. That's I think, so I mean, real. It's, yeah, it's all. I don't know. Isn't I mean, there's those songs that lift you and do this thing, and and I think that there's there's so many different kinds of people and kinds of brains, and you know sets of life experiences that lead to a different song lifting them into the air. You yeah, know? here's the thing that's amazing to me is that like we're we're doing this like practice that involves so much dedication and it's reaching toward there are like multiple goals. One is like self-expression and as you were saying freedom, right? And then mm-hmm. and then as a side there's like cool money <laughs> and then and then there's if you're lucky or like if you figure out a way to somehow charm a sneaker company yeah or just money because like you just you want to like do this and That's, this, is, this yeah. is how it's going to facilitate you yes. doing this but then like so there's all that stuff and then you're also like reaching for transcendence that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could show uh, Amelia's face when she just said, that's wild. It was a good face. <laughs> FYI. Yeah. Well, this conversation got pretty broad. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, where do we go from here? <laughs> On tour. What do we... Together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, September, September. Uh, something. <laughs> This is just just so you guys know when you come see us out on tour, we'll be having these conversations all the time. Yeah. Just hanging out, chilling on a tour bus, <laughs> drinking some gin, talking about feelings and transcendence and planning sneakers. Isn't tour the best? Some t- <laughs> <laughs> beep my skin glows in the dark. Shines in the light, so good that boots beat time. My ground needs a shake, that's just for me. I'm never not missing anything but for me. So I think their tour is going to be the best. Again, they'll be touring together throughout September uh, all across America. So make sure that you go and catch those cats if they're coming to a town near you. Make sure you check out the Alado Negro piece on Downtown Boys at TalkHouse.com. 
Yeah, and to keep in touch with us about that or anything else you like, uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, you know the drill. If you enjoyed today's talk, head over to Stitcher and iTunes and subscribe. While you're there, rate and review every time you do. It helps someone else find the podcast. Next week's talk is Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth in conversation with LCD Sound System's Tyler Pope. And after that, we have Tunde Adebimpe, he of TV on the radio, with Grammy-winning producer Ian Brennan. Shouts to Herd City, where we recorded today's conversation. I'm Ellie Einhorn. I'm Amy Rospiga. Behind the boards, we have our engineer and co-producer, Mark Yoshizumi. Till next time. Thanks. And you stuck on me all this time.